0: Welcome to Video Marketing Secrets, simple strategies for outrageous ROI, a podcast by The Draw Shop. Here you'll learn the most creative and cutting-edge video marketing strategies to help you attract, nurture, and convert your ideal customers throughout your entire sales funnel. I'm your host, Summer Felix Mulder. Please join me for this newest episode. All right, we are here today with George B. Thomas. I'm pretty excited because George is a a HubSpot helper, is your title. And of course, the owner of your company. And you help people really get the most out of HubSpot. We're going to learn more about what you do with that. And then, of course, how video marketing pertains to that. The reason I'm so excited is because I've been using HubSpot since... 2017, 2018, somewhere around there. And I don't know what my business would do without it, but I keep learning something new all the time. <laughs> I'm like, I know there's more that I'm missing out on. So hopefully I'm going to learn something here too, as well as our listeners on you know, how we can optimize any kind of CRM that we're using. And of course, video marketing. So George, thank you so much for being here with us today.
1: Yeah, Summer, I'm super excited. You know, it's funny because this conversation, I'm sure, will be laced with HubSpot and video marketing. And actually, you mentioned, you know, my own company, George B. Thomas, LLC. Honestly, it ties back to me being able to even do that ties back to video marketing, ties back to the power of it, ties back to education. We'll get into all of that as we go. But Video is one of the most powerful communicational tools that you can pull out and use. There's just some things that you have to get past first for you to actually use it properly.
0: (laughs) Totally. It's so scary for people. It's so scary. (laughs) Well, let's talk a little bit about your history with video. You know, what was, what was your journey? And then, you know, kind of how that ties into what you're doing today.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So started doing video before video was cool. And what's fun is I worked for an agency in about 2010 that they were doing videos for charter schools. And so that's where I actually learned like the editing side of that, After Effects, Premiere, things like that. It's not the most important part, but it's something that I use every day. Now, where the story gets really good, Summer, is in 2013. 2013, I had fallen in love with HubSpot in 2012. I went from working at a small agency in Massillon, Ohio, to working for a company called The Sales Lion for a gentleman who uh, his name is Marcus Sheridan. He wrote the book, They Ask You Answer, which by the way, is a great strategy for content. If you're planning on creating videos or textual content or whatever it may be, but started working for Marcus. And Marcus said two things that changed my life forever. One, he said, I think we should start podcasting, which to that I said, you must be out of your mind. I hate my voice. (laughs) Uh, And what I thought was my biggest uh, weakness ended up becoming my largest strength over the last 10 years. And then uh, quickly after that, he said, hey, we should really get into video. Now, in 2013, video wasn't cool yet. Like people weren't even saying like in 2018, video will be the new. Nobody was saying that video was not cool. And uh, Marcus, like we should start doing video. What about some how to videos for HubSpot? And I said, "Okay, I can do that. I know how to edit it. Let me just go ahead and figure out how to get in front of the camera. And so in 2013, I made my first HubSpot how-to video. It was dumb, by the way. It was the dumbest dang video ever. For the first like thirty seconds, it was a photo of me against a wall with three HubSpot certifications. Three, count them, because <laughs> you know I was a baller with three HubSpot certifications. Oh yeah, <laughs> and then went into like a screen share of the tutorial. But it was the worst and the best video because it was bad, and terrible to watch, but best because it was the first of many. And between uh, twenty thirteen and now, I've probably created at least at least 2,000 HubSpot how-to videos, whether they be on the internet, on YouTube, whether they be for actual clients or people that we're helping. And through that time frame, I've just learned a lot about leveraging video, why it is so powerful, how you can make it more powerful than you think it is. And so that's kind of my journey is literally podcasting, video creation, and notice I said how to. So it's always kind of this mindset of helping, which by the way, is why the title for me is HubSpot Helper and Owner at George B. Thomas LLC, because it's all about helping. It's all about being human. It's all about, you know, being happy and humble and somebody that people want to actually learn from.
0: Yeah, totally. Well, (laughs) I there's gosh there's so many things I want to like pick out and and pull. It's so true with just how you said that the very best part was just starting, you know, just just doing it because that leads into the next one, the next one and learning. But so many people don't want to start with anything because now video is so huge and there's so many great videos and people are doing it really well, people are not doing it well, but like it's this pressure of like I don't even want to put it out there. Because I don't even know how I'm going to make it, I don't even even know what's going to be in it, what am I talking about? And so they're just they stop in their tracks, and that's it.
1: Yeah, And all of that needs to go away, by the way. And let's address the biggest elephant that you mentioned in the room is, well, there's already a video made that way, and it's good or bad. It doesn't matter. It's not yours. Mm-hmm. Bottom line, there might be a video out there. It might be a great video but it is not the way that you would make the video. It's not the way that you would teach the thing. And you have a tribe on this planet waiting for you to show up. So make that video anyway, put it out there and just see what happens.
0: You know, that is so true because if all of us, you know, think about it, there's people that we follow on YouTube. There's people that we watch on TV, on Netflix, whoever it is. And it's it might be somebody who's talking about a topic and there's like 500 other people talking about the same topic. But like you said, they have their tribe. We resonate We resonate with different people. And some people are like, really? You listen to that guy? I can't stand him. You know, <laughs> try that. Oh no, I can't stand her. You know, whatever it is, you connect with somebody for a certain reason and you have something that somebody else is going to connect with that maybe somebody else won't. But there is, like you said, a tribe for you waiting out there. I love that. That's so good. <laughs> so let's talk about how you have used video, you know, maybe with clients of yours, how have people used video within their marketing to help them reach those goals? You know, whether it's, it's more leads, whether it's more sales, what are strategies that you've used that you've seen work?
1: Yeah. Well, I love that you put leads and sales together because honestly, video, when you think about it, first of all, immediately most people will go, well, it's a tactic or a strategy. Scratch that. Just like if you started to jot that down on your notepad, just scratch it out. (laughs) Video is a communication, right? Way to communicate video. So if you think about that and you think about leads and sales and you think about being human and the fact that we all serve other humans, it is humans on the other side of the sale that have a problem or an aspiration that they're trying to reach to. So now video isn't a tactic. It isn't a strategy, but it's a communication, a way to communicate with other humans. Now you start to think about the buyer's journey. There are going to be people who have awareness, consideration, decision issues, meaning they're aware they have a problem. They're trying to consider how to fix it. And they have decided to buy your product or service. The only thing that you have to figure out how to do or what to do is communicate the right message at the right time for those right people. So when we talk about like, now moving into the strategy portion of it you need awareness well you're going to create video content probably for social platforms you're going to create video content that will probably be on the top of your blog articles by the way if they're nice and short and to the point it's going to keep people on the page longer which then that helps with seo because Mm -hmm. they're there anyway there's a lot of like nerdy things that we could uncover and go into But that's like awareness type content is video on socials, video on YouTube, video on your blog articles, that kind of thing. Then we start to think about generating leads. Now you got to think about a little bit deeper level. One, you're probably going to have videos on your landing pages, but by all that is holy, please make sure that you're A-B testing those landing pages, video versus image, to see if an image actually converts better than a video, or if that video, that human element, that human touch, makes the conversion skyrocket through the roof. If you're not doing that, by the way, that's one action item that you can do today after this podcast, after this show, is like, hey, I've got this landing page. It's pretty doing pretty decent. I've never tried a video on it. Let me create a 30 to 45 second Minute at the most, probably talking about the benefits, the features, what they're going to get on the other side of this conversion. And let me A B test that. But when you really want to go to the deep end of the pool, what I love and what I've seen really work for the ladies and gentlemen out there that we like to help is uh, courses for lead gen. Now, when you Mm -hmm. think about courses, I want you to start to think about three levels. And by the way, I'm going to get into the mindset of like, well, how would we create a course? Actually, you have courses already in your resource center, but we'll get there. But when I think about courses, I think about one level is there's a free course. By the way, it's awareness. Go check out our free course on XYZ. It's probably three to five videos. It's probably 30 to 45 minutes worth of content, but it's super valuable. That Like you need people to fall in love with you Yes. in that free course, right? Now, what happens- And after get that,
0: value out of it so that they're- Totally.
1: Yeah, that's it. It's all about trust and reciprocity in that first 30 to 45 minute free course that they're watching video based course. Now, what happens after that is you can have if you want to keep learning more, it's free, but you have to, you know, give us some information. So now it's lead. It's based on lead conversion because the free one, I mean, free, free, like free, like no form, no information. Just go watch it. Where like it is what it is. Now the next one, it's same topic, but now we've got it for lead gen. Again, it might be five, six, seven videos. It might be another, you know, hour worth of content, but it's taking them further down, like the understanding that you understand their problem, you understand their aspiration, you've got some things that you're talking about that are helping them to get there. And then the third level is you finally unlock, hey, if you want to keep learning more, boom, paid course. Now all of a sudden you've got a course for 49 bucks, 99 bucks, $799, I don't care what you charge for it, but you've taken them through awareness, free conversion lead gen course, and revenue sales on this, right? And now inside of those different level courses, you have places where you can tease into other content they can download, demos they can take, sales reps they can book meetings with, because there's all of this conversation happening around this topic that they wanna learn about and they're learning from you. They love your face, they love your voice. Now, they might not love your face or your voice, but they love the value that's coming out your mouth. That's all that anybody cares about is what value, what's in it for me? And this gives you a great way to do that across uh, awareness leads and revenue and push into different directions of your business.
0: Now that is so I great.
1: Got to circle back around because I don't want to leave people hanging. You're, you might be sitting here thinking, but how would I create a course? You have an ebook. You probably have multiple ebooks. Take those ebooks, make them into scripts. The chapters are actually your videos. Now all of a sudden you've got an ebook that has six chapters. That's six videos. You just tweak it a little bit to make it camera ready. You get a teleprompter or don't, whatever. And you turn that ebook content into courses because there's a huge difference in perception of value if you say somebody, especially in 2022 and beyond, download my ebook or take my course.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And people are so much more likely to watch a video in a course than have to read through, you know read through something. It just it is the way it is. <laughs> yeah. Without it.
1: We're all lazy humans. We,
0: yeah, exactly. Rather... <laughs> exactly, because then I can be watching and also, you know, folding the laundry. You're doing what I need to do while I'm learning and then it's all it's like, "Oh, wait a minute, maybe I should pay attention." It just got me on something. You can turn blogs into ebooks too. I mean, there's so much content people forget that they have that can be repurposed and Most likely just, you know, if you don't have anything in your brain, (laughs) experiences that you've had and what you've learned, I mean, you can literally talk it out, transcribe it, and then turn that into content.
1: Which, by the way, when you mentioned that, another piece that is really taking kind of it to the next level, if you have something in your brain, but you haven't completely worked it out, people really love reality. People Uh, really love to see the messy middle. People really get value out of seeing your brain actually work through things. And so like going and doing like a and I know this is going to sound like, oh, my God, why would I jump off of a 12 story building? But it's really not a 12 story building. It's an illusion. But going live and just rambling about a topic to unpack it to your brain and then being able to go back and rewatch that and take notes on yourself and add things to what you want to say and use that live 5 10 12 minutes whatever as the starting point of what you're going to flesh out in the future for like a presentation as a keynote or a course that you're going to create or a pillar page of content whatever it may be but allowing yeah. yourself you know i just did i just did an example of this i did a video that i unpacked everything that I was thinking about and everything that I did uh, when we just launched the new podcast, the Hub Heroes podcast. Okay. Went live and said, hey, this is what I'm doing, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just going to unpack my brain. Hopefully you'll get some value out of it. And I'm just going to share some tips along the way. And I'm telling you, when I would start to talk about something, I'd literally break and go, "Oh, oh, actually, I just thought about a super ninja tip that I was thinking about when I did this, and da, 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 da. okay, so the next thing that I thought about was this, and the engagement on that post, and by the way i don't even I don't do podcasters. I just I just create a podcast for people who use HubSpot so that yeah. we can add value into their lives, right? But I'm literally like breaking Which, down- Which by the,
0: I the way, I need to subscribe, I need that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there you
1: go, Hub Hero, go to but, okay, But the funny part is people were getting value out of how to build a podcast or how I personally think about building a podcast for a community. And it wasn't even anything that I could give to them, right? Other than they could go subscribe if they just happen to be. HubSpot user.
0: No, I think this is so true. And it's one of my, what I love to do even, you know, on this podcast, or I've got another podcast with my husband where we talk about blended families, step families, and a lot of time we're unpacking things, you know, and just going, okay, how could this situation be handled differently? And you're talking it out. And those are the ones that get the most engagement because people want to offer in what they would do. And then they're like, oh, I never thought of it that way. And it is, it's, it becomes a conversation with your viewer rather than just, I'm talking at you. I'm going to tell you what to do. It's really inviting people in because at the end of the day, that's what we crave, right? Is that connection there.
1: It is all about connection. And I think Summer, we have to say again, what you just said, because there's a difference between feeling like you're learning together along the way And being preached at Mm -hmm. like nobody really wants to be preached at. But if we're if you feel like, oh, I'm learning with George or I'm learning with summer or I'm learning with whoever your like favorite podcast or video like person is now all of a sudden that's a different right. And it goes to relationship, which when you go to relationship, goes to trust. When you go to trust, goes reciprocity. When you go to reciprocity, by the way, every day, all day, that equals revenue.
0: Yes, yes, it's so true. You know, it's just like you said too, is that really, that real human experience and that you have the trust because you are, you're really being vulnerable and people happen to be gravitate towards vulnerability because it is honest and it and it's truthful and you really trust, okay, this person's been where I've been, they get me. And so they're going to offer up something. If it helped them and they're sharing it, then that's got to be something that I should be listening to. And I think that's, that's so important, especially today when you can market everywhere and there's marketing messages all over the place. It's like, who, who do I trust? People now have to go to the, the gut instinct. Like what actually resonates with with me instead of, well, what did that person say? Should I trust that person? Should I trust that person? Because X, Y, and Z, I'm going to actually trust that person because I resonate with them. They get me. There's like empathy there. There's, you know, we need all of that feeling. I mean, that's what really stands out today,
1: man. I mean, you're using the power words, vulnerability, (laughs) empathy, like, and, but those are key things, right? If, if you are trying to, market a business. I would even say sell things for a business. I would even say just be the owner of a business. Actually, I would just say be a good human on the planet. If you can <laughs> leverage, you see how I did that summer. Yes, totally. <laughs> right? So uh, vulnerability and empathy are two key things. And it's funny, it brings two things to my mind that, again, we're talking about video, right? Yeah. And while this is going to sound more esoterical, like life Information, I want you to realize that these are actually two key things for video, vulnerability and empathy. Vulnerability, if you're able to put yourself out there, if you're able to love yourself enough that you can love others to the point that you're willing to give them all the information that they need to be successful. Hmm. That is super powerful. Empathy. My dad, a long time ago, uh, when I was a kid, he said, never judge a man before you walk a mile in his moccasins. And that stuck with me. And so I always try to think like, well, man, how worn out are those moccasins? But also I flip it. And if I've walked 10,000 miles in my moccasins, how dare I not share that with the world so that they can learn from that journey as well? And so it's like this cycle of empathy and vulnerability that you can get into your head that when you get in front of the camera, it's not about, you know, hair and makeup. Nobody gives a crap. It's about heart and soul. And what kind of dent are you going to use the two minutes, five minutes, 20 minutes of video content that you're about to create to put a massive dent in the universe and make ripples in the pond that you'll never know of? But you're like, you're impacting others, you're inspiring others, you're motivating others, you're educating others. And when the video creation flow becomes more about the impact that you're having to others. And how cool you can be on camera you've you've reached the right place
0: yes, yes, oh my gosh you you're totally speaking you're speaking my language, you're speaking like what i want to consistently share because there's so much pressure people put on yourself, like the makeup, the hair, the lighting, the, the, you know, all that you can have all that and it can look great. But at the end of the day, what, what content, what are you sharing? What's that, what's that feeling that they're getting when they're watching? You said video flow. And that was something I wanted to talk to you about. Can you share more about that? What is video flow? What does that look like? How do we use that in our, in our marketing?
1: Yeah, I think there's two, maybe even three different kind of things when I think about flow. First of all, there's a, the flow that you have as a human being. It's finding your rhythm. It's finding the default way in which you communicate. So that's one little piece of it. It's like you got to find your flow, right? It's a, almost like a hip hop term, like mm, yeah. get the beat, right? Because there is a rhythm that people like to listen to. And if you listen back to this podcast, I've kept it in a certain kind of tone and speed and, you know, giving it breaks and let your brain pause. And so there's that portion of it. However, I think that can actually be learned and that can be pretty easy. The flow that I really like to talk about is how people really put too many hurdles in the way of actually creating content. Let's just start the typical thing. Typical flow is, hey, we're going to create some videos on Tuesday at four o'clock. Sweet. Get Jimmy to set up the equipment. And then (laughs) Tuesday at six, Jimmy's going to break down the equipment. And then we don't make any more videos for a while. Why? Because setting up and breaking down is a real pain in the keister. Well, no. Find a place where you can keep the equipment set up. Then you think about like old school. It's like, well, you got a card that you got to stick in the camera, and a card that you got to stick out of the camera, and you got to remember to have the mic on or the mic off. And uh, do we have gaffers tape? Are we st- are we in the right place? Is the light are are the lights right? Mm. This is no, all the reason people
0: no. are like, this is why I haven't done videos. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> and so, literally, if you can find a place and build a system where you can just step in, hit record, and go. That is what you're looking for. And so just as an example, over the years, I've gone through a mix of different equipment. But one of the things was always in the back of my mind, how do I get it into my computer the quickest? So, for instance, I had a gentleman. He's like, hey, gee, I want to start doing some videos because we got these great products we want to get out. How can I get started? This is what I literally told him. I want you to buy these set of lights for $200. I want you to buy these boxes that will actually give you soft light for another 100 bucks. I want you to buy this $200 webcam and this $50 mic. You're going to set it up, you're going to plug it in so everything goes to your computer and you're going to record it to your computer with something like OBS or Riverside.fm or StreamYard and you're just going to record it locally. Boom, it's gonna, as soon as you hit record, it's going into your computer. Now it can go right into an editor. Now it can go right out to socials. That's, that's a, a flow. Now I went from that to like, my system is kind of redonkulous. I'm just being honest. But literally I walk up to my desk. I've got the mic that I turn on. I've got a teleprompter in front of me with a camera behind it. I've got two lights that I flip, one switch, they both come on. I tell my uh, device, Name not to be said right now because it'll start to jack stuff. <laughs> actually, I could do this. I could do this. Uh, Ziggy, turn on bottom red, right? Because I forgot to turn it on. But what should happen is the bottom, a red light should turn on down there. So I can actually talk. Oh, Ooh, cool. Look, look at that. Look, people, if yep, you're watching yep. this, if you're listening to it, sorry, go watch it. But the thing is like you can automate and you can streamline. And so here's what I want to give everybody. when I, When you think about video flow, the thing that should be coming to your brain that is your like pillar of truth. How do I simplify the complex? How do I make it so that in the next 15 minutes I could record and publish a video? I know that sounds crazy, but I've literally had people say, well, can you create these three videos in a meeting? And I had a buddy of mine, he'd like, George can. He'll have it out today. And people will be like, there's no way you can have three videos today. I'm like, oh, I'll have three videos today because yeah. the flow is such a process of it's recorded. It's in the computer. It's in the editor. It's out in the world. Because by yeah. the way, every video that sits on your computer that never makes it out for the human eyeballs to see has zero impact, has zero change on those that you're trying to help. It's only the ones that make it out there. So it yep. doesn't have to be perfect by, cause by the way, perfection is not reality.
0: No, that's so true. It, that everything that you said, I mean, I can relate to, you know, just even the video flow, but also so many other things that we do in our life, right? It's just removing those barriers, the things that make you go, oh, but I have to do this, this, and that. Just take that, you know, set up your, um, you know, like if you're, you're thinking of, of HubSpot, right. So it's like setting up your workflow and okay. So this, these are the things. And now it's like, pretty much I can just go (laughs) once this happens, it's just, I got a system in place and it's just going to happen. And it totally, it just takes away all of that. You know, it's like that resistance that makes us procrastinate. And usually yeah, we procrastinate two, because
1: of those things. Yeah, there's two mindsets that you just unlocked that I always think about too. And by the way, this could be HubSpot.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> or this could be video. Yeah. Is that people come to the table more often than not with two mindsets around technology and things that they're trying to do. One is, oh God, I might break it.
0: Yeah. No, Yeah.
1: no, 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 no. The second is, oh, well, it's always been this way. No, 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 no. Bend it to your will. Yeah. Make it do what you want it to do. Push it to the levels that you think you will break it because you won't. And if you do, it's fixable. There's support, there's whatever. But whether it be the videos you're creating, or using HubSpot, you have to come to a mindset of I'm going to bend this to my will, the way that it works fastest for me, the way that helps me enable the world to be better quickest. You know, like you got to shed those kind of two mindsets of, oh, I might break it. And it's always been that way. If you're going to find massive success in 2022 and beyond.
0: Yeah, no, that's so good. I, I want to ask, and I'm going to, we'll use me as a Guinea pig. So, you know, our, at the draw shop, we do we'll t- people, we do live action, but our specialty is animated explainer videos. And really beyond that, it's about the content. It's about the messaging. We're just copywriting freaks, right? We're all about the messaging. So that's kind of that specialty. Now I'm obsessed with video marketing, but I'm also a student myself still. <laughs> and My husband and I, for example, we do, I told you about that other podcast we do, Total Passion Project, fun. We love doing it, helping other families. So we want to start doing it video with us. Now, the video interviews we do are podcast style like this on Zoom. And one thing that's held us back from getting it up there in video on YouTube, where the ones that we do with just the two of us are on there is the same thing that I'm like, hey, you don't need to have fancy equipment or this or that. Or like you just said, that video float, that setup where we can just sit down, pop it up and we're ready to go. So what is your advice for that in terms of, all right, here's some tools that you can use for for your video production. Here's a setup that you can get. What kind of advice do you have?
1: Yeah, so first of all, like when I think about you and your husband, cause you're in the same space. Yeah. And I think about video marketing and something that could be creative. Actually, let me pause for a second because you mentioned messaging and I have to say messaging is amazing where we get into the place that messaging becomes just incredibly impactful is when we embrace story and emotion. Right. And so story and emotion inside of that message, I don't care if it's a cartoon like I have cried. During cartoons, people. I'm just going right? to start it right. So, like, if because it of the story. Them, yes. I'm telling it right. So, if you can draw emotion, if, and by the way, marketing is leading to sales and people buy off of emotion. So, if you can evoke emotion in your marketing, you're setting sales up for success. That's a tweetable moment. But you let know, me get back to this.
0: The episode just <laughs> before this, my listeners are going, wait a minute. She just, if you listened, that's what I talked about. It was all about story. So, I'm so happy to hear you say that.
1: Yeah. So now back to you. Right. So, hey, I immediately thought of a wall, maybe, you know, uh, some color behind it, a hanging photo, but seats that are close together that you're able to look at each other and look at the camera. Now, the yeah. magic part about this is I immediately for you would be like, well, I would want a 4K camera. And the reason I would want a 4K camera is because what most people don't think about when they think about a multi-camera shoot, they think you have to have multi-cameras. Lie, lies.
0: Okay, you that's can, that's so awesome to hear.
1: Yeah, you can actually have a 4K camera and because it's 4K, you can crop in 1080 in two different areas. So I could literally have three shots based on if I had your chairs together, I could have a 1080 shot of him, a 1080 shot of you and a 4K shot brought wide in a 1080 frame. And now I have three views that I could go back and forth from if he's talking, if you're talking or if I want to see both of you. And it's one camera. Okay, because one of the things I do, I have one camera in front of me, but when I edit it, I literally bump it up one hundred and twenty percent and I'll go left, I'll go right, I'll go center. And it feels like it's multiple cameras because it feels like different angles and it keeps people's attention. Because if you watch TV, you'll realize you can't count past six seconds and it's a different view, a different angle, a different character, a different scene. And so if you can start to do that with your video. And your tech enables you to do that now, all of a sudden it feels more engaging, even though you didn't have to spend more dollars,
0: okay. This okay. makes sense, yeah. I mean, I know we have our we have our crews that do all this, but like that's never been my part of the business. you know? I just like show up, they do their magic, but I've never you know to me, it's always been about the marketing and messaging. but Okay. 4K cameras. So where would people, what do they search that on? Like Amazon? Yeah,
1: definitely. Like I I use a Canon uh, M50. It's not that expensive, right? And then depending on what kind of lens you want to use, I mean, you can research, uh, shoot, Sean Cannell and the Think Media uh, channel does a bunch on different cameras and stuff like that. DSL Shooter, I think uh, is another one that actually does a bunch on cameras, but you can search that. Okay. Uh, the other thing awesome. is, by the way, I'm not saying don't have multiple cameras because you can totally do multiple cameras because right. because you could easily do something where you spend a little bit of money and you get something like the a ten Mini pro. yeah, the a ten Mini pro allows you to put two, three, four video sources in. Now of a sudden you've got a little switcher, somebody could actually be switching from camera to camera to camera while you're actually doing the show. And then guess what? There's no editing. Yeah. There's literally no editing because it's being edited on the fly. Now you chop the front, you chop the end, you add an intro, you add an outro, boom, five minutes, 10 minutes later, you got something out on the interwebs. Love the other it. thing too that I want people to realize is that we're talking about video, but for every piece of video that I create, there's probably a podcast feed somewhere where you can watch it. So for instance, if you go to my YouTube channel, there's Hub Ed Helper and I do uh, video interviews of experts that use HubSpot or, or work for HubSpot, I push people to the YouTube channel. But there's literally, if you go to Spotify, if you go to Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts and search Hub Ed Helper, it's the same interview.
0: Okay, awesome.
1: But on a podcast.
0: yeah. So like
1: this, this thing and where I'm going with this summer is there has to be a thing. If you're working on streamlining your process in the front, you have to streamline your process on the back and streamlining your process on the back is all about repurposing. How does that video become a blog? How does that video become a podcast? How does that video become an article? How does that video, a part of it become a snippet? How does that snippet become a quote? How does that quote become a tweet? Like there has to be a matrix, a framework that you, because you did the heavy lift, you made it simple. You did the heavier lift. You created the content.
0: Now, Freaking get it out to the world. Yes. In multiple ways. Yes, absolutely. So good. So a final question on all of this. What do you see, you know, in the coming year or two, especially in video marketing trends? What are things that people should be looking out for?
1: Yeah, first of all, I fully am going to answer this in the understanding that I am the old fart in the room. (laughs) But what I see happening on platforms like TikTok and and others where it's becoming like really, really, really connected to Mm e-commerce is fascinating to me. And like, I even know that there is the ability in some uh, editor as simple as Camtasia to have like hot links to products, right? Yes. Now, not everybody is educating themselves and doing that and putting it in their videos. But if I were to guess, I can see a day where you open up YouTube and instead of it being affiliate links down in the description, there's literally places that you might be able to click on that video and be able to just go buy the product. Now, what does that mean from a mindset? Well, it means that if you're not creating a video yet, you're kind of behind the gun. So start now and start to get your feet wet because... When it comes to a world, and everybody's, by the way, has been preaching this probably since 2012, 2011, Google, Forrester, somebody, both of them, I don't know. They did a a thing of like 70% of the buyer's journey is done online without a sales rep. Like it's only going to get more. It's only going to keep going. There's only going to be better technology, faster technology, and your ability to embrace and lean in and do either this micro content or content that leads to commerce or reimagine your entire sales process in a way that it could be a digital process delivered by video. Mm -hmm. That's where you start to win. So for instance, one of the things when I launched the website, I was like, how can I sell by the way, you, historically, agency services and working with agencies and getting pricing is somewhat difficult. Yeah. My mindset is, how can I make it that you could almost buy every single thing for me on my website? Yep. Because then it becomes easy to have a video where I just tie a hot link from the video to a page where they can purchase it and we're off to the races.
0: And you know what, that would be, we're trying to help, you know, there's several clients that we work with that we're trying to do that, especially when it comes to high, high ticket agency type services, because most time people want to talk to somebody, right? But what if you could answer all those objections, guide them through, you know, a sales funnel virtually (laughs) with all of these, you know, videos while accomplishing that connection, that empathy, all of, all of the things we talked about earlier so that people are like, okay, Wow. And and like you said earlier, you know, you can, you start to do that early on at that awareness stage and then that, you know, warming up, warming up. And then usually that's when you talk to somebody, but what if you could do it the whole way through, like you said, and eliminate that need for a whole conversation, a calendar being booked, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I can't tell you how dramatically different, I won't even call it a sales process, by the way. If you focus on everything that we've talked about, you're creating video through the awareness, consideration, and decision stage. If you're focused on being a happy, helpful human along the way, if you're focused on helping people with their hurdles and their aspirations, it isn't so much about a sales process. And I'm speaking from experience and and what I live on a daily basis here is it's more about the opportunity to serve that human or not. Because literally people already know who I am. I say that humbly because of the content. And so it's like, I just want to work with George. And so then the conversation is, well, this is how I can serve you. This is how much that would cost for me to be able to serve you. If you want it, I can send a quote. If you don't, no harm, no foul. That's the process, by the way. Yes.
0: Yes. Yes. I love that. All right. I've got some quick fire questions for you. Uh, Let's go. All right. YouTube or Vimeo? YouTube. TikTok or Instagram? TikTok. NTSC or pal?
1: I didn't even understand. Like, it depends where you live. Like, (laughs) both.
0: (laughs) Who in the world of video marketing is really inspiring me right now?
1: You know, I got to give props to my dude because I have learned a ton From him. And it's funny because, and again, this comes up to another hang up that people have. They feel like if they're going to learn about video marketing, they have to listen to or follow somebody that says they're teaching them about video marketing.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: But the person who, for years, that I've followed, that has made a massive impact on what I've been able to do for the HubSpot community based on the HubSpot tutorials and YouTube channels that I've historically created. And the one that I'm creating now with HubEd Helper uh, is Nick Nimmin. He is one of the most giving humans He's super intelligent when it comes to YouTube. And the reason I'm bringing up YouTube is because most B2B marketers or marketers think that this video conversation has to happen in their socials or on their site. And a lot of them that I've been paying attention to aren't paying attention to YouTube and the power that YouTube could have From a business standpoint, looking at YouTube for business, Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden, if you start to take what Nick says around content creators and realize you are a content creator that works at a media company that just happens to sell furniture, that just happens to sell insurance, that just happens to sell HubSpot helper, you know, whatever, whatever. Like Now, all of a sudden, that mindset is like, oh, well, it makes sense to have a great thumbnail. That's actually the front window of our store back when it was brick and mortar. Yeah. Oh, it makes sense to have a great description. That's our sales pitch when we used to have sales guys that would meet them at the door of our brick and mortar. Oh, it makes sense. Like, you got to get out of this mindset of I have to hear from to learn about versus I just want to learn about and who's talking about it and how can I tweak it for what I need to do? Like, one of the other things that a lot of people don't know I pay attention to a lot of people teaching gamers how to be gamers on the internet. Right, right. Because they're talking about tech that matters when it comes to video marketing and engaging audiences. Yep. Mm. That's
0: so true. Wow. Wow. This is really good and so fun. So much fun. I'm, uh, I got a lot of takeaways myself. You might've heard me typing some things. I'm like, I don't want to forget that. I don't want to forget. This is so great. I want to let people know uh, where they can go to find out more about you and how you help with HubSpot and all the genius that is, George.
1: Well, I don't know about genius, but I get lucky on some given Uh, Oh, you just
0: dropped so much. You can't deny it.
1: (laughs) So... I'll make it simple. First of all, on socials, most of them are at George B. Thomas, except for Facebook. I came late there. So it's Mr. George B. Thomas. But George B. Thomas, if you search that, you'll find it. The two big places that I would send you is one, the website, georgebthomas.com. Or if you're looking for fun, educational uh, content that you can take on the move with you, then go to the hub heroes com. And let me just preface, it's not just about HubSpot. It's about strategy. A lot of the okay. conversations we're having is about inbound strategy, content strategy, sales strategy. And it just so happens that in the conversations, we tie back to how you might leverage or use HubSpot to do some of these things that we're talking about. So this, you don't have to be a HubSpot user to listen to that, but socials, georgebthomas.com or thehubheroes.com. And that's where you can find me.
0: Awesome. George, this is so fun. So good. I'm sure I'm going to be reaching out to you (laughs) for some HubSpot help. Thank you so much. This was just, I think, I love sharing real valuable, actionable things that people can do. And you did right at the beginning, shared what people can do like right now. So thank you so much.
1: Love it. Thanks, Summer. Appreciate the opportunity.
0: video marketing secrets podcast is brought to you by the draw shop to learn more about the draw shop and how we can help your business grow through the power of video visit thedrawshopcom slash secret be sure to search for video marketing secrets on apple podcasts spotify and google podcasts or anywhere else you get your podcasts and make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes on behalf of the team here at the draw shop thank you for listening